Hey there, welcome to day 28 of the Get Up and Go Challenge. Sharon Hornell from here, up at the echoey cabin with weird lighting, but it doesn't matter. The message is still the same. Now, today I titled this S is for victim, question mark. And that's because we're going through the soap model. I actually brought a different bar of soap up with me today so I could do it again backwards because I have an Android phone. I don't have the iPhone technology or the Apple technology, which has the ability to flip your background. So you can get your background backwards. So again, the seven I'm going to work on this time through the soul. And I, of course, picked the emotional level. I shared about a week ago, not a, not maybe about a week ago now, that I, that's what I was going to do. I was going to do mindset. And to me, mindset entails all of the mental aspects and all of the emotional aspects kind of combined. Because so often it's hard for us to consciously separate those areas of our life. Mental capabilities and mental aspects last week, and we hopped into emotional this week as my demonstration, what I'm talking about as I go through the soap model this time. Now, I mentioned that I'm using Lynn Grabhorn's playbook, and she talks a lot about, and I actually had totally forgotten about this victimhood and victim mentality piece of an aspect of our life. So I'm going to share a couple of exercises that I've and you can see I'm actually doing the book. I'm doing it in a notebook instead of the book because the copy of the book is actually my daughter's. So when she asks us to do something like this victim exercise I'm gonna share with you, I actually do this. I'm not just saying I'm gonna do this stuff. I'm actually doing it. Why? Because it benefits me. And, and that's why I'm encouraging you to do it too because it benefits you. It doesn't help me one bit. It doesn't hurt me one bit whether you do this or not, but it does have the ability to really, really help you. Are some of these exercises painful? Yeah, this victim one especially because I like to you know, I, I set my own course, I do my own thing. And then I started doing the exercises and I realized, oh my gosh, guess what? I might not think I'm a victim on the surface, but underneath there are a lot of instances where I have felt victimized or like I've been a victim. Now. This exercise I'm showing you right here, this, this one, it's about, she shares a triangle. I'm gonna share the victim part, the fear part of it with you today. And then tomorrow, we're gonna go deeper on the anecdote to that because I'm not like a marker that I'm gonna the trouble and increase. I'm gonna say today we're gonna talk about the victim and, and how all of us, are victims or behave like victims. And when we do that, we give away our personal power. And then tomorrow, I'll counter that with, all right, now here's what you do about it. Yep, we know this. And even like me, I didn't think I was a victim, but holy crap, as I started to fill out the, 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 uh, the, the brainstorm list of it happens every day victim exercise, I realized, holy buckets, there's all these areas and aspects of my life that I have been indeed feeling like a victim. And you can see, I did this one too. You're supposed to come up with a, a list of at least 50 ways that you have been a victim. Now, um, it can be little things, it can be big things. I'm divorced, so I could probably come up with 50 things about my marriage alone where I was a victim or I felt bad. Meaning, meaning as a victim, I mean that things outside of me determined my response and my reaction. That's how I, I, and that's how Lynn Grabhorn defines being a victim. A victim is when 
you are being driven by fear instead of the higher level emotions. And as I mentioned that, I have to apologize. I took a picture of this and I totally forgot to upload it to from my phone to my computer. So I uploaded it today and then as I process this video, I'll go in and I'll share the picture in the comments. Uh, if you would like, I will do the same thing with these exercises. I about um, coming up with at least 50 words to describe um, victim, the word victim, and how does persecutor, how does fear, and how does rescuer, how do those words relate to being a victim or feeling like a victim or a situation where you've let the outside world dictate your reaction versus your inside knowing and you being the, the powerful person that determines your reaction. And then tomorrow we'll talk about the other side of that. But the second exercise then is to do just start brainstorming and and she says just come up with let's just come up with 10 ways that we've maybe been a victim and it can be let me read you some of the examples she gives uh and i can share a couple of mine if you would like list the littlest things you can think of the waitress wine on me or pop or anything spilled on them by a waitress or heck i spilled my my sister's drink on the table all over her one time when we were all out to lunch and i'm sure she could say my sister spilled her her drink on me or whatever. I think it was probably pop back then. It was a long time ago. Um, or I got rear-ended and I couldn't go to the ball game. Or I was late for work or I was late for my job interview or I was, um, somebody said something mean to me or the, the teller at the bank gave me a dirty look. Whatever, all of those things. List those things because the point is to help you realize every single day we're reacting to things and, and things outside of us instead of, of just letting them roll off sometimes. You know what, if somebody gives you a dirty look, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, it's not about you. Mean and snipey and bullying to you, it is not about you. It's never about you, it's about them. And I have this discussion with my family a lot because we have views and opinions on Hey, it's not about you, so don't take it personally. Because when I was younger, I took it personally. I thought, oh, it's all about me. They hate me. They don't like me. And whatever, being a victim. And it turns out it wasn't really ever about me. One of the most dramatic, traumatic things that ever happened to me in my life, I, I, I shifted my whole perspective on that situation after the fact, after all the devastation, of course, that, it, that happened in my life. And after thinking about it, and I realized, about me it was about someone else in the situation but of course we all personally think it's about us that's us being victims there's another thing i will take a picture of this and share it rundown on how victims play the game meaning the game of life and then tomorrow we'll of course cover how victors play the game i'm going to say victims and victors how you master all this and how you get over all this in the power position of playing the game and not being a victim. Like a sail being blown in the wind and you're dependent on something outside of you, like the weather and the wind, if you're a sailboat. We're not sailboats, right? I actually heard a, a gentleman speak about um, sailboats versus uh, motorboats. Like he, and, he 
get a, did an analogy of our behavior compared to boats, and I'm obviously messing it up, I can't remember it, but it actually stuck with me about the whole sailboat thing. Because a lot of people say, you know, instead of letting the wind just blow you around, you have to set the direction of your sails and where you wanna go. So this quick rundown on how victims play the game. Remember, someone who feels separated will always think of themselves as a victim. So really, being a victim is feeling separated, right? And feeling like you're, right? That's how bullies work. They alienate you. They make you think there's something wrong with you. They think they, they get you isolated and let you thinking that you're alone. Uh, a lot of that's going on in politics and in the media right now, right? Isn't there a lot of, of energy behind causing people to hate one another and be and feel separated and different and alone? Why is that? What's the agenda behind that? It's one of those good questions we have to ask ourselves. So I'm going to read these off. And I'm going to share this because I think it's such a powerful exercise to do it. But I think it's nice to have it in your toolbox to know that someday, if you ever want it, here's something you can refer back to and know that, oh my God, like I said, I, I haven't done this since 2011. And I realized that in the last nine years, there's some ways that I have been feeling powerless that I've been playing a victim. And a lot of it is because of my 50 item list where things outside of myself have impacted me and I've let them impact me, right? One of, one of the main ones is my vision, my loss of vision. And here's something that I can't control. I, I, I shared that before. I don't like the word can't because I like to think I can do it, anything and impact anything. But my vision has been deteriorating for Forty years, lost it in my left, and then the right. Eye. The same about the massive trauma that my left eye. If you see my eyes going wonky, it's it's not intense. Things sometimes, but I'm not to the point where I want to wear sunglasses all the time. Uh, so I still can use my magnifying glass and get some things out. And what I'm going to do is read this list, and I want you to, to ask yourself behave that way have I ever thought that have I ever felt that and then we'll come up with a few more a few more things that you think apply. game and there's a victor game we'll talk about the victor game tomorrow but here's some some highlights that she shares the game take little responsibility our joyous our our joy this is um, the world of victims, are not the boss of their lives, rather everything and everyone else is, sounds like my marriage, uh, play into dramas and judge the players relentlessly. Are you finding yourself judging other people's behavior, other people that are in the game of life? Are you judging them? Um, I was listening to a, a book by T. Harv Ecker yesterday, and he talks a lot about how poor people versus rich people think and the mindset. This is very good, by the way. I highly recommend it. Uh, my son actually gave me the downloaded copy. He goes, I know you've heard of this book, but I don't know that you've ever read it. And so he's right. So I am listening to that along with him. I love uh, listening to books now instead of reading them and, and then being able to have somebody to, to knock ideas off of it and, and kick around ideas. And so it's really fun when he recommends a book or, you know, usually when he recommends a book, I read it and we talk about it. If I recommend a book, he may or may not read it, but I'll usually try to talk about it anyway. So another one from the victim, the world of victims is feel like helpless pawns 
being moved around. Anybody feel like helpless pawns being moved around by the media right now? Anybody feel like helpless pawns being moved around by all the stuff that's going on in our environment? Oh, come on. Protest, people knocking down statues. You don't know helpless pawn in all this being defunded. I know and I will raise my hand and say, I feel like a victim and a helpless pawn in a lot of this because so many other people agendas. Guess what? We're always all working our own agendas all the time. But we're supposed to work them to pull together, not to separate and, and another. All right, more world of victims. It is their primary addiction. Especially for somebody that's had chronic pain, my not my whole life, but most of my life. Forged from without. People that are victims believe that everything outside of them is what creates them. Uh, because their lives, oh, they base their lives on uncontrollable circumstances. So have you ever said, when this happens, I will be happy. When this happens, I'll feel love. When this happens, I'll feel successful or I'll be successful. And it's all based on how other people treat you, the awards and recognition you get, things from outside of you before you will allow yourself to feel a certain way. Or if, when these things happen, I feel depressed. It goes, it goes either way. Um, they think that all life's circumstances have been unrequested. They think that what happens to them in their life, they blame God, always blame always place blame and especially on God. So if someone in their life dies or someone leaves them or somebody uh, breaks their heart or, just, or they get fired, anything is is blamed on something or someone else. Oh, it's the economy. Oh, it's COVID-19. Guess what? If you got fired from your company for COVID-19 and you don't get called back, it's not because of the virus. It's because the business that you work for has restructured and reorganized and decided they're going to change and they don't want to pay you and use you anymore. And that's a business decision. That's a human decision. Yeah, it's outside of you. But if we make ourselves invaluable, there's always um, to protect ourselves and to take care of ourselves. Unless we're believing that everything outside of us creates and controls us. Um, they live in the past not create their desired future. Victims live in the past. Do you spend a lot of time and energy thinking about the past? In my in past life, there's been a lot of times when I've looked back and regretted and, and felt shamed by or, or doubted or wished I had done something different in the past. I don't live there. Though. I visit periodically, but I, I make a concerted effort and a conscious effort to not dwell on the past. Take the lesson from But victims, they're focused. You can't create your future in the now. Uh, they feel very comfortable in their role because they chose it. They feel very comfortable being a victim. I have a couple of relatives that are lifelong victims. What happens in their life, no matter what happens, they're always the victim. They're I can look at their lives, knowing them for you know, my whole life, and I can say, okay, I understand why she's doing this. I understand why she became a victim, because she literally was a victim of abuse, but at some point, 
we can mature and we can choose to, sorry about that alarm, we can choose to go the other way with, with being a victim or a victor. It's always our choice. The victims believe that nothing is their choice or their responsibility and that they're powerless. And finally, they live by shoulds. Now it's really painful for me to admit, but up until about 2010, when I dropped dead with a sudden cardiac arrest, I was one of those people, I didn't think I was a victim. I thought I was in control of my destiny and my life and I was doing all the right things. But guess what? I was doing all the right things and the things I should do based on what other people expected of me, based on what my husband expected of me, based on what my parents expected of me, based on pretty much everybody else on the planet shoulds to be a good human being and good person, but they weren't necessarily good for me and in alignment for me. And that got me into the ultimate position of checking out 100%. Lucky for me, I decided I was gonna be a victor and I was gonna come back for another run at it. And I encourage you to do the same. Now, what do we normally do? We talk about our situation. We talk about where we are versus where we want is ready to go for what it is that we really want. If we're being a victim in any way, shape or form, and we're not being a victor, the answer is no. We're not ready to actually become the person we need to become in order to have the thing that we want. So if I wanna be on the emotional, the scale of, I just use one to 10 people. It's, it's, it's something I learned from 20 years ago. It's worked for me, it's served me my whole life. To it, and and there've been you know decades when I didn't pay attention to it before 2010, um, but now I, I on a regular basis look at this once a month. I revisit this this list and I reprioritize and I say, okay, well, where am I at in my physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, uh, financial? Where am I at in each of those areas, and where do I want to be? Of course, I always want to be as close to a ten as I possibly can. With some exceptions, I don't want to be a an Olympic athlete. To me, that's a ten. A ten is an Olympic athlete or a professional athlete. Yeah, nowhere near that. So I'm not happy with a five, but I, I'm never going to be a ten. Why not? Because I don't choose to. I do not choose. I would like to be in the perfect health for me and the perfect shape for me. But I'm a 60 year old woman, and what I accept and want for me in my life, I just want to have enough energy to do the things I want when I want, where I want, with whomever I want. I don't need to be, uh, I'm not gonna run. I'm not, I think I've shared that I don't run. I think i be the, the level of athlete because it's, I, I say I'm at a seven and in some ways I am until I start doing things like this book and I realize I've emotional, spiritual, mental, I let myself slip over the, actually since going online, but over the last few years, I've had some more challenges that I have let little things creep in. And that's why this is such a powerful challenge is to get up and go and really prioritize and figure out not only for you, but for me, what are the areas that I wanna focus on that I really need to focus on. So today our action item is to look at what story we're telling ourselves and, and do it through the filter of, of being a victim. I'm a victim for me. Just ask yourself, do these, do this exercise and I'll share it and I'll take a picture of it right now and share it. But 
go through it and then add a couple more things. You know, it doesn't add nine more to this list of world of victims. You don't have to add nine more. You don't have to do words or, the, or, or remind you of, of victims in any way, shape, or form. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to do 50, hell yeah, it happens every day, but do 10. Sit down and say, okay, what are the last 10 times I felt like a victim? What are the last 10 times I felt like something was out of my control? Here's one. Um, the lawn needs mowing at, at where I live. The lawn needs mowing. And I obviously being blind am not capable of mowing the lawn, but I need to know if I'm supposed to get somebody and hire them to mow the lawn or if it's going to be taken care of right by the ex-husband. Uh, and so I feel like a victim because it's getting along. It doesn't look good. I don't like it. I'm not comfortable with the appearance, the what I can see of it, right? I'm sure other example of where I feel powerless, out of control. Now, could I just take it as my responsibility, call somebody and say, hey, come mow my lawn. It looks terrible. Absolutely. But sometimes it's more fun to you know, tweak with the X a little bit and play the victim. So that's an example of what are the last 10 ways that you felt like a victim, like the world of you was controlling you and you were probably 10 things with respect to COVID-19 alone that we could write on our list. Hey, can't go to the store whenever I want. Can't get toilet paper whenever I want. Can't get any meat. Can't get any fruits. Fruits or vegetables were the killer for our area. In the Midwest, none of them are, are like, we don't grow anything in the winter in the Midwest. So from, you know, March to, to April, May, it was pretty slim pickings for fruits and vegetables. But now the supply chains have caught up. And so sometimes I felt like a victim because I had to eat something I didn't really like because I wanted a nice fresh salad and there was no way to get it. So I felt like a victim because it was outside of my control. So make a list like that. So from where you are to where you want to be, you shared yesterday the area. So uh, what do we want to share? I'd say share in the comments below a sentence or two about how you have felt victimized in the recent past in the area that you're working on. Right? So I could say, I could do that for any one of these areas, right? I could say, physically, I felt victimized or I felt like a victim because I couldn't get the fruits and vegetables that I wanted to eat for my physical well-being. Mentally, I felt trapped and that some of my personal freedoms were taking away COVID-19 because I couldn't do what I want when I want, right? That's a biggie for me. I like to do what I want when I want. The older I get, the more it's all about doing what I want when I want. And you know, things change. And then I, I kind of didn't want to do it because I didn't want to put myself or other people. Spiritual, financial, a lot of people could say I'm a victim financially because I lost my job during COVID-19. My boss let me go. Yeah, my daughter can say that. My, you know, lots of people can say that. Or I'm a victim of COVID-19 because I have to work at home now and watch my kids and do this and that and the other thing. And financially, it's hurting me. Relationships, hey, uh, COVID 19's made it so that I have to stay home with my significant other all the time. And the reason our relationship works is because we spend 80% of our time away from each other and we're only together 20% of the time. Lots of relationships, lots of people are finding that out. So you can do it with each and every area. So just go through the, the mental exercise of, of looking at victimhood. And then tomorrow we'll look at being a victor. 
Hope this is helpful. I'm finding it super valuable and super helpful and eye-opening for me personally, and that's part of why I wanna share it with you. I always like to share anything that I learn along my way that's really, really valuable. And this is this is part of why I'm excited to be doing this, this uh, Lynn Grabhorn playbook again, because it's been a long time since I've done it, and although I've made a lot of advances and a lot of changes in my life, there's still things that pop up and I wanna be reminded of them. And this whole victim and victor thing is one of those things. Heard just, uh, and it tripped me, it gave me a, a, a I've been do, I did a challenge. <sighs> Pedro, oh, I can't remember Pedro's last name, Pedro, or something, Pedro, and I just found Pedro with the Rise Up Challenge. It was a 21 day turn to into 23, of my 30 day get challenge. I was dab in the middle. I started about a week or so before they started and then did 21 days during my 30 days. And then in the end, I had more days too as well. Um, and one of the speakers mentioned something about victims. And it, it just treat, tweaked and I, I, then I forgot about it until I got to the book and I'm like, oh my God, it's only on page like 32 or before that even that we're talking about this whole victim thing and victim mentality. And I guess I just see so much of it in myself and so much going on in the world right now that I'm excited to actually be addressing it. If I can help you anyway, if you have any questions about it, as I unravel it this week with Victor to, I mean, victim to Victor to really be the victor all the time. Because guess 